Do you know that about one in every three people in the United States listen to at least one podcast every month? That's millions of people listening. And do you also know that every month, thousands of podcast listeners listen to the Tales of an African Princess in America podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business service or event that you would love others to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talesbydroz at gmail.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.talesofanafricanprincessinamerica.com. Hi guys, welcome to the Tales of an African Princess in America. My name is Ozzy. you guys are having a great week so far i've been like working and struggling with things just trying to get things done a lot of things not working out and just me putting in my sweat and tears but i guess that's the nature of my job and so things are happening things are getting better and i'm a little bit happy today i do have a cold Um, i've had one from last week last week my podcast episode was so mellow because i had a cold and i was just trying to power through yeah today i feel a little bit better and so yay (laughs) all right okay so this episode is all about addressing questions that a listener um asked me on my instagram page so the question came from a girl called dio and she said i just graduated college in america and i'm thinking of going back to nigeria for nysc what do you think okay hi dio first congratulations for graduating graduating college is the first step to the rest of your life and it opens up a whole lot of doors opportunities um it gives you a chance to uh work in places that you would never have been able to work uh, think differently and if it's properly you know launches you to greater things so congratulations now the question of nyc so i always tell people that i was in the military it's not really military it's paramilitary so the first thing you need to know is the meaning of nysc what is nysc so nyc is the national youth service corps um it's an organization that was set up by the nigerian government to involve the Nigerian youth in basically giving back to their country and helping in the development of their country post-graduation. And it's usually post-graduation from the university, right? It was established in 1973. Um, However, in 1993, it was repealed and replaced, but basically it was improved upon. So basically, what was it for? So what it's for, actually, the objectives are to create and rebuild Nigeria after the civil war. Nigeria went through a civil war, and after that, the nation was pretty much divided. And so the government decided to create the National Youth Service Organization, where they had several objectives. The first one was to foster youth leadership. They wanted to prepare the leaders of tomorrow. They wanted university graduates to be able to identify with the plight of the poor. And uh, they wanted an equal and full opportunity for all citizens. They also wanted like a united, strong, self-reliant nation. And the way that they thought that that could happen was to bridge the gap between the the illiterate and those who were educated. All right. So, so there was mass illiteracy. There was poverty. There was shortage of highly skilled workers in certain parts of the country. And so this organization was set up so that every Nigerian graduate will in some way give back to the country for at least a year. All right. Now, if you want to continue NYC after that, you're very free to. But I, yeah, <laughs> you're very free to continue. I mean, the whole aim, I think, is that after you serve your country for a year, you fall in love with that and then you continue. But things have changed, basically. Dio. So 
was the purpose of this whole organization? So the purpose was to inculcate in the Nigerian youth a spirit of selfless service to the nation. Um, they want, just want you to empathize with the plight of the poor and get used to giving back to your society that's really what it was a sense of oneness brotherhood you know they really really wanted everyone in the nation to get along which was really important after the civil war and that's why nyst was established um so i'm going to give you a breakdown of how it usually works if you're a graduate of a nigerian university so i graduated from university and i went home i stayed home with my parents for a short while it was about maybe three months i did graduate in june and i think in august september october i don't remember what date <laughs> but i think in august we got a letter from the government usually we usually have to go back to school on a certain day after graduation and it's really really everyone gets really really antsy like we really want to know where we've been posted and that letter from the government is called a call-up letter and, and so we all go back to college usually the government will you know look at your names and look at where you you know where you graduated from and they try to post you to a part of the country where you're not originally from all right and so for instance i'm nigerian and i'm Igbo, eastern part of nigeria and i've lived in the western part of nigeria all my life like i schooled in the western part of nigeria and so typically what will happen is that when they look at all these indices, they try to post me to a place where I haven't been before. So they're not going to post me to the western part. They're not going to post me to the eastern part because that's where my parents are originally from. They're going to go ahead and post me to the northern part of my Nigeria or to the south, to places where I've never been before, basically, to go and experience the culture over there. And so that day came and we all, you know, it was really like a mini reunion because, you know, you hadn't seen your course mates or your schoolmates since graduation. And we all came back to school one this one last time together um, to find out where we had been posted to and speak about call up letters and so i remember that day just coming back um i was really excited because um, i was going to see my friends you know especially my ex-boyfriend who uh, <laughs> who was coming back as well so it was like really really exciting you know good time to be back to school you know try to look pretty try to ask everyone how their few months at home were but it was fun you know so we get back to school and letters are going to be delivered so all the science and tech people were in a certain room receiving theirs at a certain time and i remember just the excitement in the room when people will be called up and they see where they're posted to people either break break out in excitement and joy you know or people just get sad because basically they've been thrown to some rural area and they're like i've lived in the city all my life and i don't want to do this you know i remember just walking up to the platform where they had this big spreadsheet basically and just waiting to see where i've been posted to and as soon as i got there and i looked i've been posted to kebby state and Kebi State is like a northern state in Nigeria, which I would never have gone to if not for the NYSC. <laughs> so I look at that and I just froze in my tracks. I didn't know. I felt a little bit of excitement because I'm, you know, I'm up for new experiences. I'm up to see new places. But there were people around me who were getting like Lagos, who were getting like the the. the uh, the capital city Abuja you know people were getting in my opinion more exciting places at the time and they were rejoicing and I here I was getting Kebby and I was just like missed emotions I didn't know what to think or what to do you know anyway the rest of the day was spent 
um, talking with my course mates and my schoolmates and catching up with the ex-boyfriend, uh, you know, just trying to be all cute. <laughs> but that was it. We all talked about where we've been posted to and that was the end of the story. We were to go home and get ready to, to go to the orientation camp, basically. So what is orientation camp? So when you're posted to a new place or posted to serve your country, the government doesn't just throw you into like a jungle and say, hey, go serve. No, they organize an orientation camp, which usually lasts about two weeks. Now it's been a while. If it's more than two weeks now, let me know. <laughs> but yeah, it usually lasts about two weeks. And basically what that what happens in camp is that they have the soldiers basically try to drill you and teach you things that you would need to survive in the rural areas of Nigeria. So you have soldiers coming in and teaching you drills, teaching you how to climb ropes, endurance treks. Uh, they're teaching you how, the, the, you know, they're training you in parade skills. The orientation camp that I went to in Kebi State at the time was not really an NYC camp as such we used like an we used a secondary school i don't know where they put the students at the time maybe they were on vacation or i don't know but i just know that it was a secondary school and we were sleeping in classrooms so after we got our call-up letters the first thing you'll do is to look for people who are going to the same state as you were you know because you guys are going to be in the same orientation camp and the orientation camp is usually in the state that you're posted so I look for friends who were posted to the same place as I was and we exchanged numbers. Um, it wasn't like anybody from my class, you know, I was graduated from microbiology, um, but nobody in my course had been posted to Kebby. And so I had to look for people who were from other courses that had been posted to Kebby State as well. So I remember finding um, a friend, Mousson, and just exchanging numbers. And, you know, we started chatting. She found all the people who were posted to to Kebby State as well and uh, she just coordinated and basically she just coordinated and made sure that we were all going to live together to go for the orientation camp yeah I went home and I was getting ready you know a couple of weeks passed and then we're supposed to go to orientation camp uh, so a little bit about Kebby State. Kebby is a state in the northwestern part of Nigeria the capital is Birin Kebby it's bordered by states like Sokoto, Niger, and Zamfara states. So it's right up there in the north northern part of Ni of Nigeria. The day came when we were supposed to leave for camp. I remember my friend's dad dropping me off at the airport to travel and I met up with my friends Mosun, Nero and uh, Toby at that time. Now there was no airport in Kebi, so we had to fly to a nearby state, Sokoto State. And then it's really interesting because we flew to Abuja and then we took another flight to Sokoto and then we took a bus which was about maybe two hours ride, we took that to Kebby State, right? And we got to camp. There were a lot of people arriving. Now, remember, when you get to camp, it's not just people from your university that get there. They're basically, all the universities across Nigeria send their graduates for these orientation camps. So if anybody's posted to Kebby State, they will all end up at your orientation camp. So the, my camp was packed full with Nigerian graduates basically so we arrived there and um, they checked our luggages at the gate and they pretty much checked us in now orientation camps are different across the states I've heard that some states have uh, NYC campsites that have already been built but the state that I went to which is Kebby State did not have this in place so this orientation camp was had or was organized and held 
in a secondary school. It looked pretty abandoned to me, but I was wondering, like, where are all the students? Maybe they're on break or what, but I don't know. So they did not have sleeping accommodations. They didn't have bunk beds. We pretty much got checked in. We were given, um, we were given like a little foam to sleep on on the floor, and uh, we lined up for hours just to get that. And then we we're also giving our NYC uniform. And I'm going to be posting pictures of my NYC gear on Instagram. So if you're interested, go right ahead and see how ridiculous I looked that year. <laughs> anyway, so we're giving our boots, our socks, our uniforms, um, our face caps and whatnot. And we were told to, you know, proceed to your accommodations. And now we went and looked. It was just an empty classroom, no windows. Um, let me tell you. It wasn't funny. So Dio, because of your question, I'm being so frank with you. I'm not going to butter it up and tell you that it's all rosy and it's all good. When we went there, our hearts sank. And I remember we were just looking at ourselves like, what in the world? So yeah, there's that. So my friend Mosun is really, really good with like, she immediately organized these little boys who were around. I don't know where these boys came from, but they're little boys around who like would help you find whatever you're looking for. So she told them like, we need bunk beds and we, need, we can't sleep on the floor. And these boys, I don't know where they went to. They got bunk beds for us. And so at least we're not able to sleep on the floor. We slept on bunks, but we were like the only ones that slept on bunk beds where we were sleeping. So shout out to you, Mosun. You are the MVP for NYC. Okay, so right we, after we got that and we um, got situated, we found our sleeping spaces. It wasn't comfortable at all, trust me. We were sleeping uh, two on a bed, on a, on, on a bunk bed that was, I think that bed was maybe the size of a twin bed or even smaller, but that's where we were sleeping for two weeks. Um, I remember my bed partner was Nero, one of my friends. <laughs> Shout out to you, Nero. But yeah, she was pretty very organized and, you know, she never even rolled. So, and I didn't roll either. So I feel like we were perfect uh, bed space sharers. Um, so that was it. You know, we got organized. You, We came wearing our um, own clothes, but we immediately asked to change into the NYC, the house kind of wear, which is white t-shirt, white shorts, white socks and white trainers. And um, yeah, everyone got changed and all you could see on camp, a sea of people wearing white clothes, basically. You know, the first day was all about settling in. There were no mosquito nets. We were sleeping outside. Everyone had to bring a mosquito net with them. Um, yeah, that's a part of NYC that I wasn't too excited about. It's just they didn't really make adequate arrangements for where we were going to sleep because for the orientation, I expected that they at least would treat us nicely. But we ended up sleeping on the floor. Some people slept on the floor. The bathrooms were not, ad were not adequate. So after that, now, the very next day at around 5 or 5.30, you hear this whistle. Basically, it's time to wake up and head to the field. So they had this massive field and everyone was, you know, had to race down there. The soldiers were on our heels just chasing people, you know. Like the first morning, I don't even think I brushed my teeth to land on the field like because I was pretty much chased from my bed to the field and so that became the routine every single morning five o'clock you know that they're gonna be whistles and the army guys will come through the accommodation sleeping quarters and just chase you to the field so you know as time went on we got better at it like we would wake up a little earlier like maybe 4 30 you know and try to brush our teeth 
look decent so that when we ended up on the field because we're going to be on the field to at least seven when we ended up on the field we'll be ready you know so on the field what they usually do is have us do like a devotion uh prayer is very important in nigeria i've realized like wherever you go there's always a devotion or a devotional period where people clap and sing and pray and things like that and then after that um they started training us on how to have like form a perfect parade they divided us into platoons and we we're supposed to um, be organized according to a platoon basically what a platoon is is like a certain a set number of people in a group basically and you, all the activities for the camp period you're supposed to do that based on your platoons and so that's what we did you know we were there we learned how to match we met people we started making friends about the very next day now the people that i knew ended up in different platoons so i was the only one in my platoon and so i had to make friends anyway so they invite several people to give talks and you know motivational talks i jo- joined the you know the, the musical group basically because i wanted to play the drums and things like that and so i would play the drums when they were singing the national anthem believe it or not there was an nyc anthem as well that you had to learn it was fun you know i made friends there they also had a market with that they called the mummy market basically where um, we would go to get food. Of course, the NYC provided us with food, but for some reason, I didn't eat any of the food that the NYC provided. I got food. I always bought food from the market because food was tastier anyway. Bathing was another issue. Like, we bathed outside the whole time. At first, I was really shy. There was no hot water. I'm just not that person that likes to shower with cold, super cold water. So, there was no hot water. And so, you had to get water the day, the night before and then bathe outside so i'm telling you like i know a lot of people saw my behind during nyc but at some point it was just like i just don't care you know so you're out there and just the open showering and these people are passing by and looking at you behind they need to do something about that i hope they've done something about that because that was 20, 2008 so it's about 10 years ago yes so i hope they've done really done something about that because yeah you have to take care of your stuff make sure that your stuff is not stolen and um but that's the evil part. The good part is you're meeting all these people from several places, different several different places, and you guys are learning about each other. You find out that there are people that are totally, totally different from you. People that think that you're spoiled and a brat, you know, but you meet these people and you get to know them. And I guess the whole aim of NYC is realize even in the orientation camp because you're meeting people that you've never met before. I remember midway through the camp, they also had social activities. They had like a Miss Camp competition. They had talent shows and talent competitions. They even had a radio station that, you know, they would use to give out announcements and things like that. And some people were working there. The doctors were working in the camp clinic. You know, it was it was pretty functional. Um, midway through the camp, they gave us an allowance. It was, I don't remember how much it was, but it was a bicycle allowance. And I was just like, wow, bicycle allowance. Well, thank you. But we got money, you know, during camp, which was, we supposed to buy a bike for the period of one year, basically. I don't know if anyone actually did go ahead and buy a bike. And I don't know what kind of bike that money would have afforded, but it was very thoughtful of them to give us that money. Okay, so on the day that the camp was over, you know, it was kind of bittersweet because now you had made all these friends and then now you all were going to get posted to somewhere entirely different. Now, imagine that you're all in California for a camp, right? And you Maybe you're in Los Angeles for the orientation but at the end of the orientation you all are going to get posted to different counties and to serve so basically all these new friends that you made 
you're going to get posted to different places. Yes. So that's what happened. So at the end of orientation, we, we got posted to different, different parts of the state. Now, that's where the whole interesting thing starts. So you get posted to different parts of the state. And when you get posted, you have to go to the local government office there and they'll tell you exactly where you are going to be serving for the one year period. I remember I ended up in the capital city, um, which is Burning Kebby. Pretty much got there. And now I'm in the capital city and I don't know anybody. What am I going to do? And now shout out to the, the Catholic Corpus Lodge because I ended up staying there for a couple of nights and I thought it was really, really helpful that they had a lodge where people could stay. So yeah, I was able to stay at the Catholic Corpus Lodge for a couple of nights and then I got posted to a, a, a school to teach um, agricultural science and integrated science. Uh, I think that was the highlight of my NYC experience was that I got to really, really teach these young people. So I got posted there. Now, some people after the orientation come, they're like, ah, listen, I can't stay here. I, this place is just not working out. So they try to get redeployed to a state that they prefer, basically. So I had a lot of friends who ended end up leaving and they never came back. They went back to their states of origin or they went back to where their parents lived, you know. But it was something that you had to come up with a really good reason or pretty much bribe someone in an office to change your um, the state that you have been posted to to another state. Money had to kind of exchange hands, you know. So, yeah, I ended up in a, ended up in secondary school. It was a little private school. A ton of students. I think I was teaching just one to three. Uh, students. I think the school had up to JSS 3, which is junior secondary school 3. Um, yeah, but I ended up teaching for the most part, and I really, really enjoyed it. I have to tell you that. Um, I did get a house, and the housing was very cheap in Kebby State, I remember. Like, we got a whole house to ourselves for the entire period. I'm literally, we're the only ones living in that compound. I ended up leaving with, uh, I had housemates, I have had friends that I lived with for one year. So it was, that part was interesting. Um, I still had a lot of free time. So I ended up taking a computer course where they were teaching us how to use Microsoft Word and Excel. And I was sitting there acting like I didn't know how to use these things. But <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted a place to go to um, when I wasn't teaching. So I took a very pointless computer class, which I didn't really need. It's just that I just wanted to go somewhere every day. And I was sitting there listening to this man teaching us how to copy a file, go to file go down and click copy, then go to another file page, go to file, copy and click paste. And I was just like, okay, there are shortcuts for this. But I didn't want to come off as being too showy-knowy. So I just sat there smiling and doing everything that they wanted us to do. I did meet some friends there as well. So it was quite an experience. And then midway through NYC, my friend uh, comes to live with us and then she has connections to working with the World Health Organization and then I ended up working with the World Health Organization for the rest of the time period. Money, let's talk money, all right? We were paid, I think, 9,500 Naira at the time and at the time, I think a dollar was 150 Naira. So that came up to 60-something dollars a month. Now, even though I live in Nigeria and I've been in Nigeria all my life, 60-something dollars was not enough for me to survive every month. There were people who survived on that, but because I just couldn't. So, yeah, my parents had to send me money at some point. I had to beg my sisters, like, save me at some point, you know. It wasn't always enough, I guess. Um, but if you, like, maybe bought the bicycle that the government gave you money for, 
uh, the bicycle allowance, maybe that would be enough. But I had to pay for transport, go in places, buy food. But I had to be comfortable. And so that money was many times not enough. Like, as soon as it got in my account, I withdrew the whole thing. So, yeah, it wasn't that. Thankfully, I had people that helped me out. So it wasn't too bad. The highlight of the NYC experience for me was teaching these students like I really enjoyed teaching them Uh, when I went to the school the school had accommodation actually so I didn't have to get my own place but when I went to check the accommodations out I saw other people there like there were other coppers well we're now officially called coppers since we're now done with orientation camp we're ready to serve the country they call us coppers youth coppers anyway there were other coppers there and they had two rooms i remember one was a boys room one was a girls room now there were only two girls myself and another girl in the boys room there were like three guys so the first thing that happened when i got there actually made me say i'm not gonna live here um one of the guys said he's calling a meeting of all the coppers in this school and i was like okay and so i come out and we sit down he starts to say something like well we want to distribute the chores and I want all the girls to be in charge of cooking and cleaning. And we had just one bathroom and one toilet. We were supposed to share with all these people. And basically he was saying that I want all the girls to be in charge of cooking and cleaning. And we, the boys, are going to provide the food. The girls are going to cook it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm looking. There are only two girls, me and the other girl. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. I don't know about you, but I'm not here to serve you. I'm here to serve Nigeria. So I will not be cooking for you and cleaning for you. This is not a family situation. We're not in a polygamous family. We are serving Nigeria. And so these conditions, I do not find conducive, basically. And um, the guy's like, what are you saying? What are you doing? I was like, well, I'm, yeah. he's like, you're going to have to go find your own place. I'm like, sure, I'll find my place. That's not a problem. It's just I, I will not be cleaning the bathroom after you and making your meals. And all you have to do is provide the meal. Like, we're all paid the same, you know, so I, I won't be doing that any of that. Anyway, so the other girl seemed like she was okay with it, I guess. Okay. So she was like, oh, no problem. As long as you guys provide the food. And I was wondering, I'm like, this stuff is not going to work. But she was like, okay. So off I went and I found my own place and, you know, I moved out. Anyway, so you meet really people who think really different from you and people who do things that are really different from you would. But that's the kind of thing that NYC does to you, basically. So, so yeah, I did have that initial fallout with my the coppers who I was supposed to um, serve with at the school because I just wouldn't cook and clean after them because, no. So that did not go well at all. The guys ended up just eating her food and never contributing. So I'm kind of glad that I wasn't really part of that. Um, so I went and found my own place, and which was way better. You know, stayed with people, met a lot of friends from Covenant University. Shout out to Covenant University. Um, I met a lot of friends from there, and um, the one year was very eventful. The highlight was teaching. I love teaching, I have to tell you. And they were so excited. Uh, One thing I did notice, the girls were not interested in learning. I tried to, you know, blending and wear, like, the hijab like they did. Um, I tried to wear long clothes and long pants all the time because this was the northern part of Nigeria. Most people are uh, Muslim here. And so I didn't want to stand out too much. I didn't want to come off across like I was teaching the students in a in a way that was different from what they were used to so I used to like dress like them it was very disheartening for me because the girls were not really interested in learning the boys were more interested especially a boy called Mubarak the son of a preacher and his parents had a church in Kebi State and he was just the most intelligent guy in class and I you know his face is stuck in my head 
he would take everything that I taught him and just give me right back to me. Now, he could do way better than that, but because he was in a class where no one was trying at all, you know, he stood out really, really well. But I felt like if there was more competition, he could even be way better. Um, so yeah, so most of the time I would teach and I really enjoyed teaching. And then when the World Health Organization gig came up, that was even way better. Like we got paid a lot more and we didn't have to work every day. We only worked on the weekends. What we had to do was to go to supervise these um, vaccines that they were giving people polio vaccines. And I was acting like a supervisor with my friends. We would go and make sure that, indeed, the people that they said were vaccinated were vaccinated. And also, we would give out gifts to people, like kind of incentives to get them to want to accept the vaccines. Because naturally, the people in the northern part, in Kebby State where I served, they didn't like to get vaccines. They didn't like to get vaccinated. So we would tell them the benefits. They wouldn't speak the local language, so there's always someone to interpret. Um, and then we'll make sure that they got the gifts, food. It was usually food and 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 soaps basically, and that was just to get the people to vaccinate their kids. Most of the households that we went to had someone who had polio, so we explained to them that in order to eliminate this um, disease, that they would have to get vaccinated. It was something that became really dear to my heart. Um, two things I took away from NYC were just the need for information, information, information. You know, the people are trusting of government and then um, people need to get that information. And secondly, to really get girls interested in learning, period. You know, I was telling, I was trying to tell the girls, like, there is a world out there, you know, just education. But all they really wanted to do was graduate from junior secondary school and get married. And so they were 13, 14, and they just wanted to get married. And I was just like, wow, you know. But they seemed really happy about this. I was the one who was sad all the time just thinking about it. But for them, they were like, you know, we're going to get married and have kids and things like that. Um, so th those two things, actually, I left Kebby State with those two things. I really wanted the girls to realize that they could achieve a, lo a whole lot more. There was a world out there, you know, and they could rise to to the peak of their careers if they wanted to but I knew that I was just talking to the kids the people who really needed to hear this message or the parents you know and so um the second thing is just the need for education and re-education and just letting people know why you're doing certain things you can't just walk around waltzing and give people vaccines they don't understand what this is about a lot of people felt like the vaccines were a way that the 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 United States was um ensuring that they were there was family planning and so if they took the vaccine they wouldn't be able to have more kids things like that you know people just really needed to know and being able to serve in that way you know just got me into caring a whole lot more so i think at the end of it all the aim and the objective of nyc were achieved for me because i got really really in touch with the common man basically um, the people who can't afford much and I just got to see them how they live and I just came to an understanding that the common thing that we have rich poor middle class you know the common thing that we have across the different classes is joy peace you know people are happy where they are it doesn't matter how little they have they're very content and they they make it work you know um, I was in Kebby, but the whole time I would miss my family. I would, you know, go home from time to time when school was out and then long vacations to go visit my family. And, and every time I went back, you know, 
my parents were eager to hear the stories, you know, was there like, uh, were there clashes between the Christians and the Muslims, you know, at that time, Kebi was really peaceful, I don't know about now, but we didn't really have any religious crises at the time, it was probably happening in other states around us, but we didn't have any of that, things have changed now, so for Dio, who's asking if she should go back to Nigeria, I'd say yes, if you do decide to go back to Nigeria, first thing I'd say is, you need to research and take things that'll make you comfortable because you're not going back to luxury or you're not you need to be aware that you're going back to serve and you'll be serving an underprivileged place. You need to know that. And so the second thing you need to know is that you're gonna be thrown into a place for one year that you never thought you would be. And you're gonna meet incredible people and it's going to change your life. And the third thing I'd say is safety, 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 safety is most important. Safety first, safety last. Like be safe. A lot of things have happened. People have said that certain places are no longer safe. You've seen it in the news. Uh, Boko Haram has been doing a whole lot of damage in several states. So if you're going to go for NYC now, I'd say make sure that um, you're not going to a place where there's religious crisis because that will get in the way. You want to go to a place where there's peace so that you can focus on the reason why you're there, which is to serve. Now, for Nigerian graduates who are going to work in the country, it's mandatory to go through the nysc because basically when you get a job one of the things that's going to be vetted is your certificate from nysc to see that you serve the nation basically and if you do get into politics i know that you have to have served the nation you know or if you get get into a government position i know but if you're going to have your own business maybe not but um if you're going to work for uh, a nigerian employer i know that they're going to need to see your certificate uh, you know from nysc but People like me that I, I, I went through the system and I came out and I'm now in the United States, you know, sometimes I wonder why did I do it? But when I think about the experiences, when I think about the awesome people that I met, you know, the friends that I really, really, really talked to today are people that I met during the NYC. So for sure, it good things did come out of it. It wasn't easy for sure, but um, I'd say the things that I took out of it were the people. I'll never forget the people that I met. I'll never forget the places that I went to. I'll never forget the lives that I touched. Most of all, I'll never forget people who reached out to me and just welcomed me in Kebby State. And the kids that I taught, you know, I'll never forget the households that I knocked on, the doors that I knocked on, um, trying to give them gifts, you know, get them, give them incentives to take these vaccines. So these are the memories that I take with me. These are the things that I travel with. And so NYC, for sure, I think it's a great program. It's a great initiative. Um, if not for NYC, I probably would never have gone to Kebby State, Nigeria. I probably would not have met these awesome people, by the way. And, and so I think the program has its benefits. But safety first, you know, safety first. I always say that if it's not safe to go serve somewhere, I wouldn't go serve there. You know, make sure that when you're serving, you're, put in a place where you're going to be safe there are some covers um so yeah that's it for today i'm talking about my nyc experience i really did enjoy it even though it sounds like i'm complaining but i really did enjoy it there were good times really good times there are times when we did really laugh from the pit of our bellies and there are times when it was just like i you know what i want to go home period you know this one year period is just too long and don't get me wrong they're boring times like when boredom comes it's like long stretches of boredom like i had to join a computer class where i was learning relearning things i already knew just because i just wanted to not be idle you know what i mean so there are times when you get really bored and so you have to think of things that you're going to do 
to fill in the boredom. You have to learn. Some people learn new skills. I wish I could learn new things. Like I should have learned how to sew or something like that. But I, I just didn't have that at the time. So that's why I went to, back to computer class. But be prepared for that. It's going to be boredom. There's going to be times when you're just like, Ugh, you know. And um, But for the most part, there are good times and there are memories that you carry with you. And it just stays with you, you know. And then the friends that I made on NYC, these were friends that were trying to battle the real world together. And so they just brought us together. There was a special kind of bond. Um, remember that your money is a big deal. I'm guessing that having grown up in America, you do have some comforts that you're used to. Now, if you want to be like me and get your own house, that would be great. But remember, in Nigeria, there's no electricity in most parts and so you might have to buy a generator you might have to pretty much stock up your house but it'll be worth it to do that that's all i have for you guys today um i hope you enjoyed this episode from my experiences from nyc it was fun i loved it if you like this podcast please be sure to subscribe we are on 13 different platforms and you can listen you can subscribe if you actually listen through the anchor fm app you have an option to actually call in and tell me what your nyx experiences were like all right all right thank you guys for listening and have a wonderful day Bye bye